you have been cordially invited to the Eternal Slumber Party. so so hi how are you mentally i'm still on the lake mentally i'm there i am not back on land i'm on the boat in the middle of a lake drinking some tapo chicos lovely yeah also oh i should have told you this before we started recording um can we get some elevator music real quick okay Editor I have to find elevator music now? Well, or just cut it out. I don't know. We made that joke like several bajillion times, I thought, in the last episode. Elevator music. We didn't say that once in the last really? episode. And I oh know because I've been listening to it over and over. We just use our theme song, but it's sped up super fast. <laughs> it's the demon music. <laughs> okay. Demon music over. I can't wait to see what it, to hear what it sounds like when it's like diva music. God, me neither. So you're on a lake, mm-hmm. still mentally. Um, I deleted my Twitter yesterday. Deleted the entire page. You said no more. Nope. I also completely wiped my Twitch, so there isn't like all of the videos are like saved somewhere I can see them, but otherwise, like you go to that page, it's empty is empty now did something spur this on i just i'm i'm never gonna stream again i just kind of know this like i just i hate twitch i hate the streaming world i just know i'm not gonna stream again and so to me it was like i don't need it i it's a purge moment we're purging so i purged my social media do that but you still have the ability to go back and keep streaming on your stream Twitch page, right? Yeah. Like, I could go back cool. and be, like, I could set it all up again and, like, stream. But, like, right now it's it's wiped. It's it's dead. Which It feels nice, honestly. It feels, like, relieving to be like, oh, good, it's gone. <laughs> it's it's all gone. <laughs> R.I.P. We're good. R.I.P. Yeah. Don't have to think about it anymore. And, like, Twitter... I just wasn't doing anything good on Twitter. I didn't see good things on Twitter. I was like, eh, I didn't need it. So I'll just depend on you for Twitter information. You got it. Um, I will always keep you informed. Left and right. All I need. That's what I'm here for. All I need in life. I am chronically online for the two of us. So this is our second episode. Speaking of chronically online. yeah. Yeah. We need to talk about Stepford Wives, because them bitches chronically online. Okay, I do want to make quick note. Quick note. For all of the lovely listeners out there that I'm going to assume we have, because I'm manifesting, we're manifesting. We're manifesting, we're a very popular podcast. Very popular podcast, Manifestation. The audio quality of the first episode, not the best. We're learning, we're trying. 
I am scraping into the deep recesses of my mind to remember how to edit things. So be patient with me and constructive criticism only, please. Triflers need not apply. Do you know what that's a reference to? Uh, the need not apply or the triflers? Both. It, that's, a, that's a full saying. Triflers need not apply. Zero percent no. Teach me something. Okay, so it's actually from a woman. So I, I learned this first um, when, back when I used to listen to My Favorite Murder. It's the story of Belle Gunness. Okay, so basically she, spoiler alert for the story of Belle Gunness, mass murderer. <laughs> what <laughs> so she had like she went through all these different things like different insurance scams whatever um but then at some point ended up on a f pig farm and her husband passed away she got an insurance claim and then she had a bunch of suitors and she would write in the newspaper like i'm looking for a man in this age with this like pay range all this different stuff and she ended her ad with triflers need not apply and I know that she's a terrible person, but it's one of my favorite sayings. It's kind of funny. You know what? Go off, queen. I know. it's. She's like, not she killing people. She's killing boys. And her children. Well, were the children boys? I don't know. <laughs> I know I should not be making... Well, how... Wait, how long ago was this murder? Uh, Late 19th century. Which is like the 1800s, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel okay making fun of murders that happened in the 1800s. Straight up, 200 years ago, I think we're in the clear. November 11th, 1859 to possibly April 28th, 1908. According to Wikipedia. Oh, 1908? Ooh, only 100 years? Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> she died... Whoever's body they found that was hers, not hers. But they don't know where she went. Here's the thing. She would have to be dead by now. She it has to. Oh, she's so, dead by now. She's like dead, dead. For real, she's like dead, dead. But honestly, how iconic would it be if she's like still fucking kicking and she's just the <laughs> oldest lady she in was, the world? No, she was also like super tall. Like she was a big like super tall, like she worked on a farm. So like really strong, like unfortunately anyway, also a well, bad person. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. Second episode. Um, this is going to come out next Tuesday. That's the goal. We're going to, we're going to release episodes. It's going to come Tuesday. out eventually. Tuesdays are goal days, but also we can do I said it last episode, it's our podcast. If you don't like it, you can start your own podcast. Good luck naming it. And be cool. Be nicer, get out. Leave constructive criticism or don't. A comment is a comment, baby girl. Hold on, now I have to make a note to add that section back into <laughs> the episode. Oh, did you take it out? Yeah. <laughs> did you take out good luck naming it? I, yeah, but I'll add it back in. I do nothing but make your life harder. And for that, I apologize. I think we should get t-shirts that say, I do nothing but make your life harder. <laughs> That's our first piece of merch. 
Oh, that'd be so good. Or at least like if you have a shirt where it's like, oh, everyone chooses their favorite host. Like, are you a Margo or a Kirsty? Like I have like the people who are my fans would absolutely wear shirts that say I do nothing but make your life harder. <laughs> See, I was picturing this is stupid. This is a stupid joke. Okay. I'm prefacing this with stupid joke. We get those like hair shirts. Like uh t like so one of them says she does nothing but make my life harder. And the other one says, hi, I make life harder. But my first thought was instead of saying, hi, I make life harder, it just was going to say, hi, I'm harder. Because you know those ones where it's like, I belong to so-and-so, whatever. And then the other one says, hi, I'm so-and-so. But all I could think of was, hi, I'm harder. Oh, my God. I was Um, thinking yours is laughs maniacally. Laughs maniacally. I do have a maniacal laugh. Yeah. I'm, I'm already going to have to mentally prepare myself for the one-star reviews that say Margo has a terrible laugh. <laughs> I am preparing for why do they laugh like that? I think we're both in the boat of why do they laugh like that? Absolutely. And I'm sorry people don't like the sound of pure unadulterated joy. I'm, it, listen, we grew up in the Midwest or Mountain West, depending on who you talk to. The Mid-Mountain West. Mountain, Mountain West, baby. We can blame solid Midwest. Although that's You're also solid Midwest. Yeah. No, Dakotas are definitely Midwest. Colorado is Mountain West. Because we're not quite West yeah. Coast, but we definitely are not Midwest. Too far West. A line. Rockies make the line. Yeah. Too far West. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, yeah. Uh, Stepford Wives. And... I have many questions about this. I've been okay. thinking about it. Do we want to have a structure to this? Do we want to like go over the story of Stepford Wives first and then kind of go through our thoughts? Do you want to like do a little synopsis? I do think we should have a little synopsis, a little, uh, little blurb. A little synopsis popsy. So spoilers ahead. I will always preface uh, when we are talking about things. Spoilers ahead. So if you do not want to be spoiled on a movie that came out in 2004, then this is your warning. I'm sorry if you get spoiled from this point on. Um, Defense for people who haven't seen a movie from 2004. I hadn't seen it until last week. So fair enough. Um, Here's the thing. Stepford Wives, again, terrible reviews. Yeah, it did not do well. Uh, which is a shame because it has Nicole Kidman, it has Ferris Bueller, it has Glenn Close, it has Christopher Walken, it has Bette Midler. All-star cast. Truly an all-star cast. Yeah. This is a movie where Nicole Kidman, pre-AMC Boss Bitch era, it's 2004, she is a TV executive, top of the world, gets fired, has marital problems, they decide to move the family to Stepford, Connecticut, into a little tiny suburb. Weird shit starts happening. Things don't seem to make sense. Things are not adding up. Um, And wouldn't you know it, all of the women are being turned into robots. Which is where my first question comes in. I am so glad that we can discuss that. But um, I would just like to say the way that they describe becoming a Stepford wife, 
I think is so weird. It because doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. On a scale of one to don't worry, darling, for the movie just not making sense in how any of this works, I'm going to give it a solid seven. It does not make sense how the Stepford wives become wives. Okay, so here's here's my notes. notes. I have I have three. My notes consist of three questions. Every single one of these questions has an increasing number of question marks at the end of it. Okay. Okay. Question number one. How many question marks are there? Three. Okay. If it's the woman with microchips in their brain, how ATM? That's what I wrote. <laughs> if it's the woman with microchips in brain, how ATM? Um, well, I can answer this because Dr. Boyfriend is a doctor boyfriend. Um, and he has explained to me that women are actually just ATMs. I you hate see, it here. If you ascend and you become the perfect trad wife, then you can just spit money out of your mouth. You insert oh. debit card, money come out. You get the chip reader once you ascend. Got it. Okay, I understand. Yes, and here's the great thing. You don't even have to put the debit card fully in your mouth anymore. Oh, uh, it's with tap technology. Right. Yeah, just you tap it right in between your eyes. Uh-huh. And then money come out. So how much money do they have stored in there? So my actual question with the ATM it card- It makes no sense. I, like, I, I don't know why, it, I, but like the more I watch it, the more I was like, but like, I understood the whole segment where she was like walking down the stairs and he was like pushing the buttons and she was like, blah, 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 blah. like, I get that they have like the remote controls that like control the microchips or whatever. But if it's still the mm -hmm. woman in the body, which leads me to my second question. Four question okay. marks. Ooh. Why separate body if microchips just go in brain? Why are they making these separate bodies? Like, why is there that whole scene with flamboyant man? What's his name? God, I'm so terrible with names. I don't know. I So here's the thing. I wanted to refresh and watch some of the clips uh, from the movie before we started talking because I love the visuals of yes. this movie. The visuals of this movie are so, so beautiful. Yes. And so amazing. And the set design, especially in the grocery store, blow oh, me the, away. The aesthetic of the movie, stunning for what they were going for. Like it it Roger. Roger. His name's Roger. Perfect. Thank you. Roger. But like, yeah, the the set design was perfect for that just touch of eeriness that goes into that. But like that the the scene with Roger where he like walks in and he shines the flashlight down and then he's like what does this mean? It's and then like at the end when she's like being taken down, there's a body of her laying there. Why are there separate bodies if they just put the microchips in the brain, which was proven in the final episode in the final season episode in the final scene where he's like crashing everything and everyone's like, Ugh, and then they all like go back to normal. Why bodies if microchips in brain? Four question marks. Fantastic question. Um, which I also wanted to ask, how do they restock the ATM wife? Oh, through the asshole. <laughs> you just open her up. So then that's why they have to replace it so you can open her up through the asshole. Oh, that's what that's why she was screaming so loud when they were having sex, because he was shoving the money back up into her. Also, that sex scene is so 
funny to me because you know that they were just doing the most basic missionary position. Like they were not doing anything fun or funky. See, I she was not I enjoying her it. on top. That's what I pictured because like lazy man, if you have a robot, that's fair. But that whole scene, I think, was my favorite scene in the entire movie because the chemistry between the three of them, um, Joanna, Roger, and Bobby, I think was my fate. Like, that's what made me enjoy the movie was the three of them. The rest of it, Mm -hmm. a Swiss cheese of plot holes. Like, I have so many questions about the Stepford Wives themselves, but the three of them, I could watch a sitcom with the three of them. Like, I would love that because they were so funny. No, that is perfect 2004 odd couple plus gay man. Yes. It's so perfect. Um, I will say within the cartoon of Once We Take It Global, is Stepford right for you? Yeah. There's like that little informational like cartoon thing. It does say to meet Stepford's specifications. So I think that there is a certain element to where they will replace body parts to like make you perfect. And Bobby does talk about like, oh, children are such a blessing. I think I'll have three more. I think that there is some body modifications that they do to like make sure that you have a functioning heart to keep pumping blood around and like coolant systems for the robot brain. Oh, so, right. Because there was also that scene in the barn with the swing dancing where she got all blah, blah, blah. that poor girl. That yeah. poor girl is like not because she that was ATM girl, right? I think so. It's hard to tell because the other thing, if you notice, is they all become long blonde haired women. Which leads me to my third question, third and final question. question Five question marks. Wow. Question is, why blonde? Oh, because of the assistant. Research assistant that had sex with Mike. So, but here's the thing is if you look at some of the scenes with like groups of women, some of them don't have blonde hair. Because like, like I can pull up the scene where she like walks in to start doing like the exercise that they do. Claire Robics. Yeah. Most of them don't have blonde hair. Most of them have brown hair. It does also say in that little is separate right for you that the husband gets to make specifications. So I think part of it is also the husband gets to decide what you look like because Glenn Close's character, Claire, was so traumatized from being the high-powered breadwinner smarty pants, brain surgeon, leading expert in genetics, working with the Pentagon, NASA, Apple, and Mattel, which I thought that was so funny when I watched that. And it's, I have a contract with Mattel. I'm like, oh my God, Barbie? Well, but also it watching it after seeing the 2023 Barbie, mm-hmm. hilarious. N- so funny. So good. If you're going to watch Barbie, you you should watch Stepford Wives first because i think that there is such a clear correlation between stepford wives and barbie and that mattel line even though i'm sure it was a throwaway joke fucking funny and well it has so much more weight now because of the 2023 movie like it would have just been a throwaway up until now and it's like oh wait (laughs) it kind of connects yeah 
but so I guess my question why blonde is not for the story. It's for whoever decided to give her that blonde wig. I just have questions about it. Uh, Because I think it also, why Connecticut? Because they said that no one would go looking for people in Connecticut. Right, but it's one of those things where it's, no one goes looking for people in Jersey either. It's a lawless land out there. (laughs) That's because Jersey smells like poop. It's true. I don't know. I just like, I saw that and I was like, oh, that was a decision that they made that I don't like. (laughs) I mean, this might get a little dark, but Hitler also really liked blonde hair, blue eyes. I think it kind of goes into that perfect ideal, the super race that Glenn Close really wanted to try to capture. She was so traumatized by finding her husband cheating on her with a 21-year-old blonde woman that I think she started specifically trying to cherry pick and make people look that way. And because the hair is always so unattainable, it has to be changed. And that color of blonde isn't natural. I guess I get that, except for when you look at that aerobic scene and most of them not being blonde, it just feels like a big plot hole to me. It just feels like, and like, I get you could be like, oh yeah, it's because that's the ideal, like the blonde, but like, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought she looked silly with a blonde wig on. I just thought she looked silly. Uh, Bobby or... Nicole Kidman. Um, Nicole Kidman. I just thought. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought. I was like. She looked so Barbie. If Barbie was made in 2004, it would have been cast with her. I mean, possibly. Yeah. But I think it's also to show the huge shift and the big change because it's the main character. So you kind of have to show the change. And she couldn't keep the short hair. Like you have to see visually that she is no longer the same person, that she has been different, that there's the microchip. So then when there's the surprise, it's a wig, bitches, or whatever. Like, I know, I don't think it was actually a wig, but for the big reveal that she's in on it. I just have a personal vendetta against that wig. I just don't like the wig. Okay, well. I'm, I'm going to be a, a wig hater in this instance. Not a good wig. You know, it's so funny because usually it's me who has to be the hater. And you're always like, well, why do you not like it? Why can't you just accept it? Yeah, but this is hair. You know me and hair. hair? I become a big hater with hair. I'm a hair That's hater. That's fair. Oh, you know what? Uh, side note, little departure here. Please, for the love of God, watch the, lo- the live action One Piece. It's so fucking good. I will never make anyone watch the anime. I will sit here and say that anime is so good. It is so much filler. You don't need to watch it. It's fine. Wait until the series finishes and just find out the one pieces without the work. Watch the live action. It is such a good faithful adaptation. Um, The hair colors for all of the anime characters are the same as the source material. Which that's my biggest pet peeve is when they take a comic book and turn it live action and then they give all the characters normal hair colors. Fucking drives me crazy. The live action One Piece is so good. And I need everyone to watch it. I'll maybe watch it someday down the road when I don't feel anger towards One Piece. Watch it. Maybe. I'm begging you. Maybe. There's Full Cheek episode one. You know what has more than Full Cheek? Baldur's Gate, which is all I've been doing. And okay. you get everything in Baldur's Gate, let me tell you. Yeah, I've heard. I don't 
You want me to play a video game that's not Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing? No, thank you. There was a time in my life when I was streaming a lot and the two games that I streamed were Animal Crossing and Dead by Daylight. Never played Dead by Daylight. I've always been... I've never conformed to what the people... No, I just can't pick one genre ever to define myself by. I'm a Libra. I don't have to choose anything and I refuse to. Okay, yeah, that's a very Libra thing of you to say. <laughs> anyway, back to Stepford Wives. Um, I loved Claire Robics. My note, more Claire Robics. An entire movie of Claire Robics. I just, I'm stuck on the bodies. I don't understand, like, why they have these bodies. Like, because the body moved and grabbed her, right? Like, at the in the end scene, she, like, looks at it and it, like, reaches out and is like, rah, jump scare. I I love that you're so hung up on the bodies. Well, because here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like they had two paths. They could either go, they kill the wives, and this is now a full robotic body, and that's what we have. Or they put the microchip in the wife. That's it, the end. And they, like, did both. And so I'm just kind of left here going, make it make sense. So I think that she was eventually going to try to get everyone into full robot because Mike was a full robot. And then she was going to move to make all of the men full robots and like start doing the same thing she's doing to the wives, to the men. Have you read the book? I did not realize there was a book. Oh, so yeah, Stepford Wives is based off of a book. That makes so much sense. Yeah, I didn't know that you didn't know that. Yeah, so Stepford Wives was written by Ira Levin. Either Ira or Ira Levin. I-R-A Levin. And it was written in... I know it's before 1975 because there's a 1975 version of this film that I meant to watch clips to compare my favorite scenes and then I didn't because I forgot to. 1972. Satirical feminist horror novel. I really like Stepford Wives. It's one of those movies where it's so visually appealing and so weird. And there's something about how it's the most powerful women ever like the executives the airline owners the ceos and everything and this would have been back in like 2004 meaning the 1975 version probably also had very powerful women but it would have been weirder that they just went missing into stepford in 2004 it's not like there were that many women ceos there's not that many women ceos now it's mostly male ceos can you look up how many female ceos there are in 2023. The world or in America? Um, Just look at the Fortune 500. 53. So assuming, uh, can you look and see how many there were in 2004? Uh, eight. So if these were women who ran airlines, were executive CEOs, and there's eight, and they just went missing in 2004 and like ran off to the suburbs, that would be national news. Right? Like, if they just all of a sudden disappeared and all ended up in the same community? Like, Glenn Close did not think this through. I don't... I don't know. Because you also have to remember that in the early 2000s was still very much the time of, like, oh, a woman's trying to have a career and also have kids? Oh, it's very easy to say, you know what? I, w I just want to take a step back from work and be home with my kids. And we're going right, to go move to... The we're suburbs all going to move to Stepford, but it's that they would all go to Stepford. 
But I don't think anyone is looking at all of the different women and going, oh, they're moving to Stepford. They're all because they're all separate people. So it's like, oh, this person from California is moving to Stepford. And then this person from Florida is moving to Stepford. No one is going to be like, well, these two people moved there. It's just going to be like, because in 2004, we didn't follow CEOs like they were celebrities like we do now. But if you mean to tell me that Bill Gates and um, Steve Jobs both moved from California to Stepford, like we don't follow them, like we don't follow them in the same way. But if you mean to tell me that like a bunch of very high powerful people keep moving to the same suburb, I think that people would pick up on it. That's just Hollywood. That's just that's just the hills in Hollywood. And you know what happened in Hollywood? A lot of weird cult shit. Okay, well, Scientology? I I guess the other thing about super rich people is people have more homes than you realize. And a lot of like the very big rich people cuz this is the other thing. There's the rich people who are like celebrity facing and like you know who they are and then there's the rich people that you don't know who they are source my ex-roommate that's true they're not famous but they're sure as hell rich but she says very specifically in the movie that all of these wives were big names they were executive ceos they owned an airline but owning an airline doesn't mean you're going to be famous who who owns the airlines right now? Can you name the CEO of the an airline company? I think one of them's Tim Cook. Okay, but that's that because Tim Maybe Cook is famous for Apple. That's a completely different thing. No, I could be confusing names. If I'm wrong, I need that to be cut out. United I'm keeping it. I'm, now that you no. said that, I'm keeping it no matter what. Ah, oh, nuts. Okay, well... Who? Ah, oh, damn! I was wrong. I thought that Tim Cook was uh, United Airlines. No, that's Scott Kirby. I was very wrong. Um, Didn't we talk about this at one point, like a month or two ago? The owner of United Airlines? Yeah, because Scott Kirby is someone that we talked about before. He is. I have this distinct memory of sitting on your couch and we're standing there and the names because we were asking your google or whatever about who owned whatever and whoever was the ceo whatever and it landed on scott kirby dude i'm so glad that you remember that because i don't i don't remember the details i just remember that we talked about scott kirby point still stands though you couldn't regardless yeah you couldn't name an airline ceo so like just because there's these big names in business does not mean that they're famous and people would notice outside of the business itself. Yeah, but like Joanna noticed Bobby and Bobby was a famous author. So it's just, I'm just saying, I think that someone- When you say notice, do you mean she was like, oh, I know who you are in the community itself? See, and I think that's a different thing as well. Rich people all know rich people, but like us common folk, if some rich person moves somewhere else and they're like a CEO and I don't know who they are, Do you know how many authors there are that like, I don't know who they are, where they live? Sarah J. Mass, I don't know where the fuck she lives. She could move somewhere. I could probably see her in person. I'd be like, she looks familiar. I don't know. Like, maybe this is just me being dumb, but like she, cause Bobby was one of Joanna's favorite authors. It wasn't just like, oh, I know you, you're an author. It was like, oh, you're one of my favorite. I'm just saying, I have a hard time believing in 2004, all of these people and executives that nobody would notice 
that they're all retiring and going to Stepford because they would all have to at least have heard of Stepford to all go there, even if all rich people know each other. And they're like, oh, yeah, like people are moving to Stepford. Stepford's kind of like this hot up and coming place. I think Glenn Close would have been really stupid to not also have, which granted, I guess we don't know all of the couples in Stepford. And also it was an application process. So it was one of those communities where they had to apply and she was picking and choosing who she was letting in and not letting in. So there might have been a lot more people applying to this place that just didn't get in. And then she was like, oh, you're one of the people who gets in. So it looks a lot less shady if it's not just like they're disappearing. Because like they're not just disappearing in there. The men are still like working and they're going out and talking to people and they have like friends and other family members that they're talking to. So it's not like they're wiped off the face of the earth. People know where they are. They just are being more reclusive now. Fair enough. I'm just saying it would blow my mind that no one would hear about this community, this exclusive community, and not immediately have questions. And that no family goes to visit the rest of their family in Stepford. So there are exclusive communities that exist. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, like, there's exclusive... Maybe I'm too much of a poor. Maybe I have <laughs> so little money and ideas of how rich people live their life. But you mean to tell me that there are communities where your mom couldn't just go visit you at the house that you own? No, I think that in that instance, it's different. But like the other thing, too, about this movie is they did not touch on a lot. There is a lot of stuff being left out in this movie because like. And this is like the purpose, like this is something that they did on purpose because otherwise it would make it too complicated. The grandparents, like either set of their parents, husband or wife, anyone's parents, they're never mentioned. Extended family is never talked about in this movie because the entire idea is nuclear family at its core. They don't think about extended family. So to bring that up at all would kind of detract from the statement that they're trying to make about ideal family and ideal wives. So it's like, if you want to suspend your disbelief, you can't really think about grandparents and extended family at all. So here's the thing. Whenever I watch a movie, I have adopted a rule for my older brother, which is you have to dis- like suspend your disbelief for one thing that doesn't make sense and you accept that one thing and move on and then you judge the rest of the movie accepting that one piece and I think the piece of Stepford Wives that I've just decided to accept is the robot body microchip thing and I've just accepted it so so you and I and you you and I cannot move past it and I'm like I cannot move past the idea that all of these people would go to one place, become robots, and nobody in the world would have any kind of follow-up question. So the thing is, though, is, like, how many cults have existed and exist that we, most people, don't know about? So to me, it's like, it's just another cult. Like, I can suspend my disbelief for that. I think it's hilarious that we've both picked two different things from this. And it also kind of just shows how many plot holes there are, that there are more things that we both could have picked as like our thing to suspend disbelief because there is a lot of holes in this movie there are and here's the thing it's also satire like it's supposed to kind of once you start picking it apart it's gonna fall apart that's the point of this movie and i think that's also the point the movie wanted to make 
is that when you go full trad wife, it kind of falls apart. And when you try to put your little sexy fantasies onto other people, it kind of falls apart and doesn't work out so good. I would agree and then also disagree. I would agree that, yes, it's trying to be satire. I think that it didn't fall apart in the way that they wanted it to. I think that they just couldn't decide how they wanted to handle, which is why I want to read the book, because I want to know how the book actually ends to see if they were just like, oh, we don't want to make it as dark as the book is, or if we want to like go in a different direction, or if we want to do that. Like, I want to know how the book actually ends to see, to then compare to the movie. Because it also would have been 30 years in the future from when the book would have, was originally written. So one, we have different technology, 30 years in the future. Two, the idea of what a woman's role in society would have drastically changed. And I think three, we would have been in such a different socioeconomic mindset post 9-11 with what the perfect American family is supposed to look like. Yes, however, all of the references that are made in Stepford are back to the 50s, which the book could very easily make reference back to. Oh, absolutely. So like all of the futuristic technology that they have is futuristic to 1950s standards. Like that was, it was like the future in the past feeling. It's like when you watch Back to the Future and they go into the future and you're like, that's that's a very 1970s thought process of what the future is going to be. And it felt like that's what the technology was like for this was it was like, oh yeah, that's like cool tech back in like that's what they thought the future was going to be in the 50s but it's like how in the 70s the idea of like how they show brainwashing or how they understand microchips to work like they could very well think like just enough microchips will turn a woman into an atm because the 70s are stupid but But that's what they did in this movie right but i'm kind of saying like there is a chance that when the book was written they did follow the 2004 movie did follow the source material Yeah, because the book itself is cited as satire. Yeah, like it's supposed to be satire. And I think this movie is also very satirical. And I do think that they succeeded in being satire. Yes. I just don't know if the source material is as good as we may want it to be for a feminist satirical book. Well, it's also written in 1972 or three by a man. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this movie could have been a perfect representation of the source material. That does not mean the source material is good. Maybe we'll have to read the book and do a further analysis on it down the road. Oh my God. Like, comment. Do you subscribe to podcasts? Is that Yes, a- you do subscribe. Follow? Subscribe? Follow. You can follow. You can subscribe. It depends on the app. Like, follow, and do whatever it means to follow us around on the internet if you want us to read the book and do a deep dive on Stepford Wives the book. And... And if we do that, then I feel like we also need to watch Don't Worry, Darling. If we're going to read the book, we might as well watch Don't Worry, Darling. Is Don't Worry, Darling supposed to be a remake of Stepford Wives? Yes and no. The way that I... So I think in an interview, Olivia Wilde said that this was supposed to... Like, Don't Worry, Darling was supposed to be like Stepford Wives. And when you watch Don't Worry, Darling, spoilers, there is a Stepford Wives element to it where Florence Pugh lives in this 
beautiful idyllic community where all she has to do is cook, clean the house, go shopping, go to the pool. And that's all she does. And also have sex with Harry Styles, which I understand some people would absolutely love that life. Except for the fact you find out she actually has like this eye thingy on her and she's like in the Matrix. So it's kind of a mix of Matrix and Stepford Wives. Yeah. If Andrew Tate was also Elon Musk. I haven't seen Don't Worry Darling. But also there's a 1975 version of Stepford Wives. So what we might have to do, we might just have to do a Stepford Wives segment in which we read the book and watch both of the other movies and do a much deeper dive on it. That could be a possibility. You know what? If people actually like us talking about it, if Stepford Wives has a cult following that I am unaware of, (laughs) then I will absolutely do it. I'm going to read the book regardless, but um, because I want to know know how it is. Yeah, I. I'm just curious because I I just have this sneaking suspicion. I want to ruin the ending for myself so bad, but I also want to read it so I can't. So I will say I loved the end of this movie. I loved when Joanna figured out what was going on. I loved the fight scene between her and Ferris Bueller. And I loved, like, the insults. Like, you've always been better at me. You're even better at sex. Admit it. I wasn't going to argue. Like, I loved the catty, petty fight. And then I loved how Ferris Bueller had the change of heart moment. And, like, this little light bulb went off in his head. And she, he's like, I'm so turned on by this woman right now. There is no way I can change her. And I loved that. And that's why I put this in the final girl chapter of our podcast in the good for her chapter in the good for her i'm gonna insist that we call it good for her because i do want to do a separate horror movie final girl analysis okay i that was such a good for her moment for me and i also think good for glenn close you decided to go so batshit insane You couldn't handle that you were so much more powerful and successful than your husband and your husband's a cheater who sucks and your research assistant is a bitch who stole your man. You couldn't handle that. So instead, you just went full trad wife and you made it everyone else's problem. And you know what? Good for her. Well, so I do want to say the casual, casual slide of that line of And the next morning when I came to and I was sitting at the kitchen table across from their bodies and just like move on, Mm -hmm. like just this casual like, oh, she is fully snapped. She is fully murdered both of them and then what disappeared off the face of the earth, which is another Plot hole. If you want to talk about people disappearing off the face of the earth, this woman's husband and research assistant's bodies were either found exactly. or they disappeared. And she's like also disappeared. Like she makes no sense. The rest of them, I can suspend my disbelief for. But her and her murdered ass, I can't suspend my disbelief for. So I'm also going to say the book club scene. Where the book they read 
is how to decorate for Christmas. And that's their book club. And then Bobby's like, I'm going to make a cookbook. Like there are so many scenes when I'm watching through and I'm watching like the clips to kind of refresh myself. So much of this movie, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh my God, the trad wife snapped. This is exactly what happens when you see all of those girls who are posting like, why can't women be women anymore? And like posting all of the 50s stuff, not understanding a lot of what they're wearing, a lot of the makeup, the trends, how these women are acting and portraying themselves was sexy and not what actual women, actual wives of the 50s were doing. And that's part of like why I love this movie as satire so much because she's so clearly snapped and wants something she can't have and it's just a sexual fantasy. So when Olivia Wilde's like, oh, don't worry, darling, is Stepford Wives, but for the girls, I'm like, no, Stepford Wives 2004 with Nicole Kidman and Glenn Close is for the girls. That is the movie for the girls. Well, it's also because like, yeah, they, they, Stepford Wives is making a play on that idea of like, oh, 1950s, they're always like in their cutest dress with their hair perfectly done, cleaning, like vacuuming with uh, their fucking four inch heels on and that's just not that's also that was the that's been the fantasy since the 50s so like it's it had the, the short hair all closely curled to their head yeah it's the falling apart of the fantasy like it's it's taking this like oh you want this ideal you think that this is what it's gonna be okay here you go it's ruined now like and that's very much the satire that they're doing as they're taking this like ideal quote unquote that has been around since the 50s and is unfortunately having a massive resurgence right now like it never really went like there's definitely been an increase of like this whole trad wife thing but it's because it's a kink have you seen the stuff about breast milk ice cream i didn't realize there was a way for you to ruin my day by telling me about ice cream yeah, so <laughs> back in, back in my days on Twitter, <laughs> um, thank it was God you deleted that. <laughs> that. Hey, guess what? Never came across my Twitter. I have curated my online persona, my online life so well. Never once would yeah. I cross monogamy. So I, this is the problem: is I followed a bunch of Twitch streamers who would farm engagement by talking about anything that they could that would farm engagement. And one of those things was that this guy had posted about like the trad. He like listed out what a trad, what, what his ideal trad wife would be, and it was like all this different stuff. And like in the perfect ideal day, you would wake up and you do this and this and this on the farm, and then in the afternoon you would have a nice bowl of breast milk ice cream, and everyone was like, I'm sorry, can you say that last part one more time? Yeah, I'm, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. I have, can can you repeat that for one more is, time? Is your mic on? Can you please? Can you please Hello? repeat that? Yeah. So Hello? Um, yeah, that was a, no. that's a thing. And so definitely been a resurgence. I unfortunately got to experience that on Twitter before my Twitter died. R.I.P. Twitter. Um, <laughs> an RIP Twitter. See, I was just thinking, I saw, I think it was like a TikTok person. I wish I could remember where I saw this video, but they were breaking down that all, almost all trad wife content is 
a kink video. Like essentially what they're doing is selling a kink video. Um, in the same way you see like a lot of those really stupid like food hack videos and like five minute crafts, those are also fetish videos. I don't think that five minute crafts is fetish videos as much as it is just a conglomeration. I am that... so glad I get to tell you and ruin your day. Well, the so same way. No, it's fetish content. Sex workers have gone through. It's fetish content. You can tell when they have the feet that are perfectly manicured and they're putting all the weird stuff on it. It's fetish content. I'm not going to argue with on that because I I have to be honest. Haven't watched a whole lot of five minute crafts. Don't look at feet. Not my thing. However, the the parent company of the the company that makes like five minutes crafts they own a bunch of other like YouTube channels and things like that. And I was listening to one of my podcasts that's hosted by a couple YouTubers and they were talking about five minute crafts and like how it's the whole thing is to just farm content. The like, it's just a massive business that's just there to like farm as much content as possible. Like I'm not saying all five minute crafts are fetish videos, but the base of five minute crafts and like those short crafts that you would watch where you're like, who the fuck does that? It's all uh, like a lot of times it's mostly the food ones where it's like you see them like mixing stuff up because it's the sound, it's the visuals, it's the and just keep waiting. Just wait. It's going to be so good. It's all fetish content, but it's not directly porn. So you would just listen to it or you'd look at the visuals. I've seen sex workers break this shit down and go over like, yeah, that's why they have like this tube of meat from like the tube that they just put in and then start mixing around. So you get the visuals of the hand grabbing the thing, but it's not so dirty that it can't be put on Facebook and it can still be monetized. So a lot of people are interacting and it's all fetish content. I'm not going to discredit sex workers for the industry that they live that they work in what i am gonna say is that if you try hard enough you could argue that anything is fetish content baby it's all fetish content all the way down so that's all i'm gonna say hi mom i'm so glad that this is the episode i had you tune in on hi kirstie's mom uh nice to meet you we're talking about fetishes so here's the thing and stepford wives here's the thing is full circle to that one sex scene no i'm not letting this go so <laughs> i think you yes you could argue especially because they churn out so much content that it's very possible that some of it or a portion of it because i've the videos that you're talking about never seen so maybe we're talking about two different five minute crafts maybe there's just so much content that we are seeing different things however i will argue you could take anything and twist it to make it fetish content, which is why I'm going to say, if that's what they say, cool. I don't know if I necessarily believe it. So it's not like, I know that there's five minute crafts, the actual channel, mm -hmm. like the actual brand. And I'm using five minute crafts as an overarching term for the majority of those really short clickbait craft videos where it's poor instructions and it, like if you were to follow the instructions, they wouldn't actually turn into crafts. Like it's something that you just kind of watch. Like it is content farming, but there is a select portion. And I would say probably a majority of it that is going for 
the fetishes. So if it's not, see, I was talking specifically about five minute crafts, the channel. Yeah. And I'm using that as like an over, this is a tissue uh, Kleenex situation. So here's the other thing. This is where I have curated my social media platforms that I still have so well that I only see real artists. I don't see any of the five minute craft stuff. (laughs) Um, So I have a few YouTubers that I really like to follow um, for like, sometimes they do like craft things, but it's mostly resin. And I don't want to bring up their channel after talking about a lot of fetish stuff, because I feel like that is not the vibe. (laughs) That feels like a very rude thing to do to another content creator, because they are not the ones who I think are putting out fetish content, but they have um, done videos where they tried to follow like the five minute craft. And I'm saying five minute craft is in like, they're usually five minute long videos that have a bunch of different DIYs that are very visually fun to look at, but don't actually work. Yeah. Like the and one the majority... where you take off your bra and you cover your face when you have to get through a smoke. Yeah. A fire. Hack. Life hack. Have a Life bra. hack. Um, or like I follow stupid food on Reddit, r slash stupid food, because it's so stupid. But a lot of those videos. So and I also like to watch a lot of video essays. If people couldn't tell what brand of annoying I am, it's a video essay and craft videos. That's all I like to watch on YouTube and Let's Plays. But that usually does lead to other rabbit holes. So that's how I found out a lot of uh, those videos fall under kink and then same with trad wife people are saying like this is so specific because every time people are posting about their ideal trad wife and why can't women be women it usually follows specific kinks and fetishes and they are always using images of sex symbols for the 50s not what actual 50s housewives look like because guess what it wasn't always mad men and stepford wives it's usually much shorter hair, much more practical. I hate the term, but a lot frumpier looking. There it was also a really big trend where like there was, I think, maybe one or two people who made the whole like, oh, this is what the ideal trad wife is like. And then a shit ton of trolls started making more trad wife, like fake trad wife stuff. And then there was so like, do you know anything about like any of the profiles? on Twitter that had statues as their profile picture. No. And if we're about to start going down some rabbit hole, like conspiracy rabbit holes with how awful Twitter is, I want to bring us back around to step. Okay. So this is the only thing is this whole like trad wife, like fetish thing. I think you're probably right because there are people who are specifically saying like making these trad wife posts to get people to argue it to that it's it's all content farming and it's it's like you were talking about with the five minutes crafts they're using fetishes to farm content they're just doing it in a like kind of opposite way well and another issue maybe issue is not the right way another thing that's going on is a lot of people who go and like i want to be a trad wife if they're not doing it for fetishes they're doing it for monetization because it's typically conservative people who are willing to spend a lot more money and it's 
I don't want to say just conservative people, but it's usually vulnerable groups and it's the same people who fall for MLM schemes. And there's something about if you're a trad wife, it's so easy. Life is great. It's so less stressful. Let men be men, women be women. Let the man make decisions. And when life is really stressful, it's really easy to want to do that. And I'm going to bring it full circle back to Stepford Wives here because Joanna tries so hard before getting brainwashed, microchipped, becoming a robot, whatever you want to think happens to these wives. She does try really hard to dress that way. She tries really hard to act the right way. She tries to do it herself and it just doesn't work and she can't do it even though she really wants to so she can try to make her marriage work and she's trying to change herself to make things easier for her family. That's the whole thing about like being a trad wife is it's the same thing as I would like equate it to being an Instagram influencer in the sense of like that's not what your life is actually like. That's the life that you're putting on the internet that you live. Yeah. That's not what it's actually like. And it's the same thing with, you know, those family vloggers who are like, oh, this is what my kids are like and they're so perfect and everything like that. It's anyone on the internet. That is not what their life is like. And the so these because it's the same concept of like social media that you and I have dealt with since we were 10 years old is that we are looking at these people who are posting their quote unquote life and trying to meet that as an attainable goal, but it's not attainable because it's fake. And so like, like you were saying with Joanna was like trying to reach this goal. She was trying to be like the, the other wives. It's not attainable because it's not real because they weren't real doing it. They were robots slash brainwash slash whatever you want to call it. They it's, I mean, in a weird way, even in the 2004, this perfect analogy for, social media and like it's not like what you see is not real and you can't reach that goal because no one has reached that goal and it's also because i also think it kind of goes into this uh confirmation bias like you want to buy into it and you want to confirm what you already think so i think joanna not joanna but uh ferris bueller because i refuse to remember what his name is it's just God, Ferris. Bueller. i love that you were just the names it's glenn close and ferris mm -hmm. bueller yeah because glenn close deserves to have her name spoken over and over again but ferris bueller i think has this confirmation he wants like he has this bias he wants to say it's not his fault that there's issues in his marriage it's not his fault that he feels of a, like a lesser man it's joanna's fault so when he's offered the solution where he can keep his wife and his life is just going to get better and he doesn't have to change anything about himself, because I see it all the time. A lot of the other thing I've noticed with a lot of the trad wife content is you see a lot of like, I used to be a blue haired liberal. I used to be a feminist and I was brainwashed feminist. And then I had my child. And guess what? My life got so much better the second I became a trad wife. Like, there's this kind of weird confirmation where you don't want to accept that you might be the root of your problems. And none of the men in Stepford want to admit they were the problem, which now it's so funny because when we record and we have our little videos here, I have my name is the problem. Well, but also Joanna didn't want to admit that she was the problem either. 
like she got fired yeah. from her job for all these different things she also did not want to admit that she was the problem and that's that's just like i feel like that's just human nature humans people do not want to admit when they have done something wrong it's like the worst they just don't want to admit that they are wrong and and i think this movie shows a really interesting way because joanna's like maybe i am the problem maybe this is all my fault maybe it is me hi i'm the problem and then she tries to do a full 180 and she does this full buy-in and she full sends trying to be a stepford wife without the brainwashing whereas bobby's like i have i don't give a shit do not care at all i'm going to stay myself i'm going to write my book my house is going to be a mess the boys can clean it my sons can pick up a broom just as easily as i can and then you also have the gay couple where roger's husband's like i'm gay but i'm not that gay but you're still with roger and instead of breaking up with him and going after someone who would probably make you happier because you don't like your husband you don't like your spouse instead of changing every single thing about them why don't you just go find someone who is what you want i grew up in a small ish town it's kind of big kind of small it was one of those places that w had a little bit of both but one of the things that i saw over and over was that people would hate their spouses they didn't want to be with them but divorcing was admitting defeat which i grew up in a suburb that was I don't want to say I grew up in Stepford because I didn't grow up on the East Coast. And I think that there is something so specific that it had to be in Connecticut and it had to be in a suburb of Connecticut. But I did grow up in a very planned out community where I saw a lot of women that were too educated to be stay at home moms. But clearly part of the deal of getting married and having children was they would be stay at home moms. And that was not necessarily a choice I think these women made for themselves. And it showed. And I think that's part of why I like Stepford Wives, is I get to see the insanity of you can't take educated women who are very, very smart and have them do clairobics all day. That's not what happens in real life if you want to have a happy marriage. Well, and also because like that whole idea about like, oh, you go to your aerobics class you go do this and then like your house is spotless like that's also not real like that's not how it fucking works so i like deep cleaned my house this weekend it took me three fucking days i've filled up the vacuum four times and i was gross like i was sweating i it like took me all day it was tough like i was not prancing around in four inch heels and my cute little dress and like making it perfect like there's also the idea of like oh i'm just gonna clean this gonna be great and it's gonna be super easy and that's what i'm gonna do that's from someone who's never fucking cleaned a house before like that's the that's the the dream of someone who's never fucking cleaned a house they don't get what it's actually yeah. like i mean i would also just say quite frankly with the whole appeal of suffered is it's kind of like this whole like, oh man, being a cottagecore girl would be so fun. I'd love to live on a farm. We've romanticized the very thing that we've tried to get away from. Working on a farm ain't fun. It ain't cute. All these people getting chickens, chickens just shit everywhere. They are messy and they are gross and they can be very, very mean. And I do not want pet chickens. I do not want 
to get my farm fresh eggs that came fresh from my chicken's ass. And when I go and touch them in the morning, they're still warm and covered in whatever butt juice came out of the chicken. I'm going to bring us back to the breast milk guy again. God damn it. <laughs> um, okay, kind of. Because this is in the same vein. So the same like type of t- Twitter post, but someone was like, my, I, I think it was the exact same post actually with breast milk um, ice cream. So this guy was like, I want to get up, you know, at 7 a.m. and I'll do my farm chores. And then in the afternoon, we'll all like have lunch with the family and like this and that and breast milk ice cream. And one guy was like, yeah, this is very clearly written by someone who doesn't live on a farm. Because if you think you're getting up at 7 a.m. and getting your farm chores done in an hour, you've clearly never actually been on a farm before. Like you're getting up at four o'clock in the morning and you're going to be lucky if you're done by seven. PM. Like, like it's so exhausting. It, they, it's you're right. It's completely romanticized that idea, like cottage core of like, oh, I could live and have my little garden. And it's like, do you even that's the thing? This is okay. So I my mom was a big gardener, big into gardening. People who are like, oh, I just want to have a garden. Do they not realize how fucking hard having a garden is? They don't want a garden. They want flowers. They don't want to garden vegetables. They want to be able to go outside and pick a cherry tomato for their salad and not pay $5 for better tomatoes. Well, okay. My mom had like a little mini garden like on her deck out in Wisconsin last year. And those were some banging tomatoes. So my childhood home had a three-story garden across the entire expanse entire span span expanse it, across the entire backyard essentially and like my mom would literally sit down and plan out okay in this plot i'm going to plant this many carrots and in this plot i'm going to plant this many tomatoes and then the pumpkins are going to go here and here's the watering schedule and here's what i have to do and then every day she would go out and she would weed a different section and she had to weed every single day and was out there every single morning breaking her back to weed every single day and water these things. And I remember one year we had so many carrots. We stood up on the deck, we laid out all the carrots on the grass. And then we stood up on the deck with a hose and we just sprayed them off up there because there were so many, we couldn't hand wash them. (laughs) So we just sprayed them off. But like, to me, it's like people clearly then don't realize how much work goes into growing your own food. No, or how difficult it is to just make your own bread. Like, right? I am so happy people found hobbies over the pandemic. And baking bread seemed like a really good way for people to get into, like, making their own food. And I went strawberry picking last year, and it was a ton of fun. And I made delicious strawberry margaritas. It also gave me an appreciation for how difficult it is to, like, farm and how imperfect food can still be tasty. Blah, 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 blah. It did not make me go, I want to start a strawberry farm. I'm going to go be a farm girl. I picked a strawberry. I am basically a goddess, a farm goddess. And I think that's kind of what I love about Stepford Wives is that you see Joanna be like, I'm going to give this a shot. I want to make this work. And then in stark contrast, you have Roger and Barbie, Bobby be like, I do not care. I am doing my own thing. I have this gorgeous house. And I'm going to do whatever I want. And I also think to see Bobby, the one openly Jewish character, 
be like, I'm not reading a Christmas decor book. Oh, pine cones. There's a whole section on pine cones. Oh my God. This is crazy. Yeah. And then also I can't, I'm never going to get over the clear, like, the sex scene where it's screaming outside and she's just giving her best performance and then you just hear him go go give me some nachos like okay nachos in bed what psychopath what okay i and i am imagining like he's not doing depression nachos where it's like stale tortilla chips and shredded cheese well but also that's not like a rich person like that's the first sign that these people are like not actually living the bougie life that they like want to claim they are because like I don't know that just feels like such a like roller skating rink food like not in my pretty house post coitus so I think okay what psychopath what psychopath says yeah after having sex I want nachos not the same ones who turn their wives into robots. Like, it, you're right. It's the weirdest choice of food. That's nachos in bed. Like, if you were like, yeah, let's go downstairs. We're going to eat some nachos. We're going to eat some greasy food. Because that is going to make you feel so bloated. Because I'm imagining, like, full supreme loaded nachos with, like, all the salsas, all the beans, all the cheese, all the jalapenos. Like, it's topped with everything. You're not going to want that in your bed. Because it's going to be gross and it's going to drip everywhere. But also, if it doesn't matter if it gets everywhere and it's gross and disgusting in your bed. Because the man is not the one cleaning the sheets. I could also definitely see, like, these are not, I'm going to hate saying this. These are not high quality men no. or high quality women. Because these are CEO executives. These are very low class men. And I think... There's this kind of uh, group thing that happens once they enter the lodge where they keep lowering themselves to lower and lower standards and still expecting more and more from their wives. Because I cannot think of anything more horrific than if I were to just be like, you know my pin, stick my dirty debit card in your mouth and give me money. It was also all singles. Those were 20 singular dollar bills. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I think I think that that's kind of the point that they were going for, though, is that like because that's kind of what happened. Like, it's also like the trope of marriage, like you let yourself go in your marriage and like you're not trying so hard anymore, but like you still expect your wife to like continue to step up and do all these things that you no longer want to do. Yeah. And like, I think that was also what they were playing on is it's like, yeah, you're like because she says that at the end. You're lucky because I picked you. Like, I'm such a great person and I picked you. Like, and so they were very much playing on this idea of like, yeah, these guys are lower quality, quote unquote. Like, yeah, and I don't know how else to, like, I don't know how else to put it because like people are not less like lower quality than other people. But like, yeah, and like the idea of like high quality, low quality is such a, um, it's a trad wife think trap. It's like these yeah. low quality women want high quality men. And it's like, that's not, that's like that the, works. that's like in self like thought process, which is yeah. gross. And like, that's the other thing too, is it's like, you can be a CEO and be like this super intelligent person 
and still also be a murderer and fucking psycho. Like, it's, there isn't such a, like, there's no such thing as, like, a high-quality person and a low-quality person. There's just people and who you're compatible with. I just want to end this conversation with one final thought. Okay. And it's how psychotic they act in the grocery store with their little choreographed grocery carts going down the aisles in their Sunday vest. Roberta? Roger? Claire? Whatever their other names are. <laughs> like they greet each other with the same sing song that is psychotic if i run into yeah. a person i know at the grocery store i pray to god that they have the the grace not to perceive me in the grocery store and that's where i want to end this episode because i feel like we've talked at nauseum about what we can with stepford wives 2004 yeah and i'm gonna read the book it's not gonna be anytime soon because i got a long list but we got a lot to read. Maybe down the road, we will do a little bit further of a deep dive back into Stepford Wise. We'll see. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us at the Eternal Slumber Party. Want to do anything to like, and that we should plug our social medias because we have those. Follow us on X, Instagram, threads. Do we have a threads? Yeah, if you have an Instagram, you have a thread. They're connected. Sick. Yeah. So here's the thing that drives me a little bit crazy about our social media is that none of them are the same name. Well, we did our best. <laughs> okay. You can find us on Instagram at Eternal Slumber Party Pod. You can find us on Twitter slash X as ESP Podcast. If you want to email us, you can email us at eternalslumberpartypodcast at gmail.com. And YouTube TBD. We may or may not post these to YouTube. I have to decide how, if I want to do that. I do not want to be perceived in a video format right now. But I could also put be like, bullied into. A, we can also like put like, I don't know, a picture up, like our logo up or something. That's fair. Um, TBD on TikTok because the youth terrify me and tbd on facebook because the oldies terrify me yeah no i'm not going on boomer hell sorry oh you use facebook bummer not going there <laughs> so yeah right now we have instagram we have twitter you can email us and find us wherever podcasts are sold yeah find us wherever you listen to podcasts that's my goal for the next couple of days is to figure out where to do that and also, if you like what you're hearing, give us a follow. Give us a five-star rating. We would appreciate it. And yeah, thanks. Tell your Is friends. There... Tell your mom. Tell your worst enemy. If you don't like us, just tell your worst enemy. That's a really funny prank. Oh, yeah. And then maybe they will like us and then we'll gain, you know, if if they're your worst yeah. enemy and you don't like us, then maybe they'll like us. That's how yeah. that works, right? Something like that. Something like that. Thanks for coming to our podcast. Thanks for coming to our slumber party. Have a great fish day or not. The choice is yours. Um, I am obsessed with the drama between Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. I was going to ask you about that. Bye.